We are going to make sure that we get that complaint, that whistleblower is protected. Uh, and we're going to make sure that we find out whether the president is engaged in this kind of improper conduct. Well, this really is Russian collusion, too. So that's the same players. That's Adam Schiff saying they're going to get a copy of the whistleblower complaint. Oh, and he yeah. believes that this is an impeachable offense, Trump on the phone and all that. So we get, Marshall will have that in his news later this hour. Joe's on the record as saying this is Russian collusion part two, the Ukraine inning. And it <laughs> is just like the other ones. It's phony. It's going to be Donald J. If it ever comes out, Donald J. said something kind of surprising and, and maybe not great as the president, but it's nothing that's going to get him impeached. There's no way. It's just another phony running it up the flagpole, whipping up the base. So this is an interesting story. came across in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. Uh, a number of people are trying to change a law that has been around for centuries in Western civilization and is uh, currently in place in 46 states in the United States. That's a concept of the, the felony murder rule. It's the idea that um, authorities can file murder charges when someone is killed during the commission of a felony, whether or oh, right. whether the death was intentional or not. Yeah. And again, this law has been around for, for hundreds of years, common law in England, etc., in the United States, 46 states in, in the United States. And now it's being taken a look at uh, by a number of people for a number of reasons. I got three examples here from the Wall Street Journal. An Ohio teenager whose boyfriend was killed in a robbery gone wrong. A Florida man who lent his car to a friend who then used it to commit a felony. And then a pregnant Alabama woman, we talked about this story, whose fetus died after a woman shot her in the stomach. All three of the people did not pull the trigger. All three of them charged with murder. Right. Several of them still in prison. And what's interesting, sometimes, like, you're a bank robber. You're the guy driving the getaway car. You never went in. You're sitting there listening to the Armstrong and Getty show while your compatriots are robbing the bank. Some a guard gets killed. You're, you're a murderer. But if one of your own guys gets killed, you're a murderer. Right, so we've got a couple of different examples. Now, the, the pregnant woman one, we, the, the charges were actually dropped in this one, but uh, they were working to charge her with murder. So this pregnant woman starts a fight with another chick oh, right. in a parking lot yeah. at a dollar store, I think. They were arguing over That's something. That's not a good look. Not a good look. Anyway, she's pregnant. She starts a fight with that other woman. The woman shoots her in the belly, killing her unborn child. Right. And the mom was charged with murder right. because she started the fight. Felony murder. Yeah. And uh, charges were dropped in that one. So that one's that story and, and kind of interesting. Um, I thought this one was even more interesting. Guy who's 20 years old, back in 2003, he let his housemate borrow his car. So then the guy who borrowed the car and three other men used the car to drive to, uh, to their drug dealer's home, try to steal his money, turned violent. And uh, somebody got shot and killed. The guy who's the ca- owned the car. Hey, can I borrow a car? Yeah, sure. The guy who owned the car and said that didn't know the men were going to commit a crime. He thought they were just using his car to go get something to eat. And the guy got convicted? Yeah. I feel like I'm being misled by a journalist. He was offered a 10-year plea deal in exchange for pleading guilty to second-degree murder. Um, but he fought it, and he's still in jail. He was found guilty on first-degree murder and other charges and sentenced to life in prison. Wow. Wow. I, again, that's so troubling and strange. I'm questioning. What's your source here? The Wall Street Journal. Well, I've never heard of it. 
Uh, wow. Well, that's that's craziness. I don't I don't think I would have been uh, comfortable convicting the guy of that. And then another I mean, example. The law, is the law. You got to follow the law. But another example. Masonique Saunders was charged with the murder of her boyfriend after he was shot and killed by a police officer in a botched robbery. She was 16 at the time. Um, her boyfriend had set up the robbery, but she went along with it. And because she was part of the robbery, she got charged with his murder. You know what occurs to me is this is another class that ought to be taught in high schools. Basic criminal justice. So, you know, starting at age 14, I mean, to go along with like basic uh, financial awareness classes. Although, my God, with the lunatics in charge of public education right now, the extremists and hyper-progressive dreamers, God knows what form it would take. But So you, you learn basic you know, finance, and then you learn, all right, look, here's how the law works. Here's how our trial system works. Here are some things you probably ought to know. And a lot of you know, heavily black districts are starting to say, listen, here's how you act if you get pulled over by the cops, um, just as a practical skill. I think 16-year-olds ought to know, if your buddy says, hey, let's do a crime, I'm going to bring a gun, but nobody's going to get shot. You ought to know if somebody does, you're a murderer for being any part of it. It certainly would seem No, I'll bet the percentage of 16-year-olds who know that is very, very low. Well, I wouldn't have guessed that that uh, middle example I gave would have fell under the law. Well, your buddy wouldn't even need to say, I'm going to bring a gun and I'm not going to use it. You wouldn't need to know he had a gun. Yeah. And he yeah. wouldn't even need to intend to hurt anybody. They got in a fight. He hits him. The guy falls down, hits his head and dies. Right. Then you're part of a murder. Yeah. I wonder, though, there's got to be some discretion. I mean, if if me and Positive Sean uh, go out to, a, to a, a bar prior to, say, an NBA game, something that's actually happened in, in real life, and uh, Sean gets into a beef while I'm in the men's room, um, and, or and, multiple beeves. Right, right. <laughs> it could happen. You punch a guy in the head, and with your super karate powers, you kill him. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, there I am, uh, relieving myself as an older man, and, uh, and and all of a sudden I'm a murderer? I would not get charged with that. would never happen. So You'd be singing like a canary. <laughs> oh, please. I would turn it on you. It was all shot. Let me tell you some other stuff you did. Oh. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're re-examining that? Is yeah, that prosecutors the... who support the law have always said it discourages people from participating yes. in serious or dangerous felonies and decrease, decreases the likelihood of violence during the commission of the felony because everybody involved realizes, you know, I don't want you to get hot-headed and go crazy here because I'll get charged with murder. On the other hand, I'm not sure how many people know that, as you were just pointing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, but anyway, people, it's being it's being challenged as part of the broader push for criminal justice reform, you know, that is so hot among Republicans and Democrats right now. People also rarely commit crimes thinking they're going to get caught when they do it. So I'm always skeptical at how much the punishment is. It's a deterrent for people who were already most likely not going to do the crimes. Yeah, I think with young people it might work. If, right, they, right, if right. they knew, you know, what we were just discussing. But in general... As a buddy of mine with with the FBI once said, if you're considering a life in crime, that's proof you're not smart enough to have a life in crime in the vast majority of the cases. Boy, the letting you borrow my car when I thought you were going to get something to eat, that's a, that's a little too much. I ever tell you about the time I was in college, I was the, I was, uh, the older of a group of friends. There were like five of us that were really tight. 
And uh, I was the only one with a car, and it was a Toyota Corona, which was like the uh, predecessor of the Corolla. It's a smallish car, not tiny, but smallish. And they said, uh, hey, Joe, can we borrow your car? I said, yeah, okay, no problem. Um, I was probably doing something else or with Judy at the time or whatever. And um, and uh, the next morning, there are my keys on my, my little desk, and, and I go out to my car, and it is, well, I, I walk through. I lived in a fraternity at the time. I walk downstairs. I look in the... Um, in the living room, there's this enormous, magnificent Christmas tree there. This was December, obviously. <laughs> and I took a moment to admire that and thought, wow, that's fantastic. And uh, I imagine we'll be decorating that. And there is, I walk out to my car, and the interior of the car is utterly covered in pine needles. <laughs> and I looked at my car, and I looked back at the tree, and I looked at the car and the tree. I still have no idea how they did that. I, that, that there is no way in hell. They could get that tree in that car, and yet they did. It was really a triumph of the human spirit and love of Christmas or something. When I was in college. But that's probably, uh, if they cut it down from, like, uh, a national park or something, that could have been a felony. Sure. I might still be in jail. When I was in college, some guys borrowed a guy's uh, little pickup, and then when we all went to breakfast the next day, it was in the lunchroom. They had <laughs> taken it apart and taken the doors apart and everything and gotten it and put it back together. Wow. In the lunchroom. It was Holy awesome. cow. Everybody's walking around it to like get their toast and stuff. That's an epic <laughs> prank. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's astonishing. <laughs> wow. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, fabulous. Uh, so the uh, the whole rushing area 51 thing is over. Oh, uh, I missed it. There's an Air Force guy in trouble. And I think he's in trouble for being the coolest guy in the Air Force. We'll explain that. And then what killed my people? If you're woke, you know that my people are Neanderthals. And we've been the object of homo sapien oppression now for thousands of years. And the ridicule. Don't forget about the ridicule. The ridicule the ridicule's the worst part of it. When do I get mine, huh? We'll ask that question next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? Oh, it's been reported that Zoe Deschanel is dating one of the property brothers. Yeah, so it looks like... Oh, wait, now I grabbed the wrong joke. Wrong okay. joke. Wrong joke. Nobody's caring about Zoe. Eh, we can... Eh, it's fine. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, let's play this. Fine. Oh, it's been reported enough. that Zoe Deschanel is dating one of the property brothers. Yeah, so it looks like we have a winner in our worst sentence of the year contest. <laughs> um, so among the things Marshall will have in his news, the latest twist or turn in the latest impeachable offense that is Trump on the phone with somebody from Ukraine. Oh, for goodness sakes. And uh, whether or not this turns out to be anything at all. Also, uh, we're sending troops to Saudi Arabia, was announced on Friday. And um, article in... Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, one of them. Uh, is it okay for our troops to die to to defend Saudi Arabia? And they got into that. Maybe we can discuss that later. Yeah, maybe is the answer. We sure have sent them a lot of money and weapons. Yeah, yeah, for a loathsome totalitarian regime. 
But as a taxpayer, I, we, I'm paying for your planes and your bombs and your pilots and all this sort of stuff. No, they bought a lot of it. They're a customer. Well, uh, true that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the true. Um, but we we do pay for a lot of uh, the training and the help and all that sort of stuff sure. that goes along oh, yeah. with it. We'd be, yeah, yeah. For them to run, um, we're like the only country in the world that can do the, the, the stuff you got to do to allow these planes to fly around and attack things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm paying for that. And then you can't defend yourself? Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want to help out your allies when they're beset, Jack. Sure. But I'm not sure that they're the greatest ally. Um. Well, as General Eisenhower told us, don't worry for a minute about the military-industrial complex. Mm. Come on. A general saying that? Speaking of generals, the uh, I'll just read this to you. There were fears thousands could storm Area 51 on Friday. No, there weren't. Nobody feared that. Nobody, Nobody thought that would that happen? No. Not a single person? No, not a single person. Maybe a child thought that briefly, and then you'd explain to them, no, it's a joke, and they'd say, okay. Maybe some old general thought, hey, what is this? I'm hearing they're going to storm the post. Alert all the guard. And then some younger Air Force guy explained the Internet to the old man. <laughs> so nobody feared it. Uh, but uh, apparently... The PR arm of the U.S. military tweeted, put it, a, put out a tweet that showed a photo of a stealth bomber, and it said, "This will be the last thing you see." <laughs> In response to the Area Fifty One thing, and hashtagged it so people knew what they were talking about. That is, oh, here it is. Hash, the last thing hashtag millennials will see if they attempt the Area 51 raid today. Alongside a photo of military men and women standing in front of a B-2 stealth bomber. Well, on Saturday, the the uh, unit apologized, the Pentagon apologized, tweeting that that was highly improper and in no way supports the stance of the Department of Defense. It was oh, inappropriate. I was, afraid that it, I was afraid that it did. We apologize for this mistake. We will review the people involved. Oh, for the love of heaven! Some guy in the Air Force, some young guy who completely understands what's going on with a great blast. This Besides, is the last thing you'll see. And all the people who are tweeting about the we're going to storm Area 51 guffawed because he was in on the joke and everybody enjoyed themselves. Yeah, that seems like a great way to kind of be a part of the story with and acknowledging the absurdity of it. That that seems awesome. I, I oh, That's that's disappointing. Right, right. But I get it. You know, all right. You're the United States military. Jokes are not your specialty. No, no, I suppose not. And I can understand why. Yeah, there's here's a nice picture of a, a woman in a very, very skimpy, one-piece, silvery bathing suit who turned out for the event. And her boyfriend in a silvery jumpsuit, which, as we all know, is the preferred uh, <laughs> dress of the, the preferred outfit of the alien. The closest thing to it being stormed I saw was, I believe, a YouTuber assembled about 100 of their fans and did a little fake... Uh, Braveheart style charge towards a fence. The, mm-hmm. the guy had a plunger in his hands, and he said, "This is we're going to plunge the truth out of these aliens." <laughs> I don't know if that's some sort of quid pro quo for the probing of years past. But uh, the, the man in the silvery jumpsuit is uh, wearing what appears to be purple face, which is very much like brown face, which is somewhat like black face. So I think he should be doxed and outed and hounded out of uh, uh, any any possibility of happiness for the rest of his life. <laughs> 
any possibility of happiness for the rest of his life. As that is what must happen if anybody offends the woke crowd on the Internet. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, we are playing a lot of Bruce Springsteen because it's Springsteen's birthday. He's 70. We got this text. Ugh, I'm not a fan of Bruce Suckstein. <laughs> well... That, wait a minute there. Did you just insert the word suck in place of the first syllable of his name? That is inappropriate. I'm sure the Army will put out an apology. for You, can't, you, can't, you can't make everybody happy is the, is the point there. No, you can't. Uh, uh, could I hear something from the first album at some point, Michael? Greetings from wow. Asbury Park, New Look Jersey. Um, what do you got coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? I got the latest twists and turns in the Trump-Ukrainian phone call controversy. Yet another Democratic presidential candidate's campaign teetering on the verge of collapse. And a major travel company collapses. 600,000 tourists stranded. Coming up. A number of candidates, including the leaders, have called for the impeachment of the president. Is that the era we live in now? Has Trump changed the way we do things so much that you can call for the impeachment of the current president and and, and nobody like believes you or think thinks right. you mean it? It's, or... it's tribal signaling that we've talked about before. It's so out there and so nutty. You you know that person is totally with me. If they're going to go that far, they must be with me. If they were to say, we probably ought to take a look at it and see what happens. That's not a strong enough right. signal. It's all bull duty. We'll explain it coming up. Hey there, I've been throwing around some poll numbers for you today with a couple of big polls that came out over the weekend. We mentioned that uh, Elizabeth Warren now tops Biden in Iowa, although it's within the margin of error. But uh, she's definitely a player in that. The Wall Street Journal NBC poll that came out over the weekend has Trump's approval rating at 45%, which, as they point out, is roughly the same as Bill Clinton and Barack Obama's at this point, and they both got reelected. Uh, Clinton was at 46, Obama was at 45, Trump's at 45. So he's definitely in the mix of where you can get reelected. Bush was significantly higher, but he was still coming down off that 90% something after right, 9-11. Right. Um, Let's get the news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, world leaders are in New York for the U.N. General Assembly meetings. President Trump's going to be addressing the assembly this week. And one of the meetings on his schedule is his first face-to-face discussion with the president of Ukraine. At the U.N. today, Trump calling the growing controversy about a July phone call he had with the president of Ukraine another Democratic witch hunt. During that call, Trump reportedly talked about corruption in the Ukraine and asked the country's new president to check on Biden's son Hunter's involvement with the Ukrainian gas company. Well, today, reporters were asking him about that call once again. We're supporting a country. We want to make sure that country is honest. It's very important to talk about corruption. If you don't talk about corruption, why would you give money to a country that you think is is corrupt? One of the reasons the new president got elected is he was going to stop corruption. So it's very important that on occasion you speak to somebody about corruption. Very important. You know, this could be an example of the great Trump conundrum, which is... People get outraged because he says things that a president shouldn't say. The awesome power of the office. And he does it all the time. And the conundrum part is that since he does it all the time, people don't take it as seriously or in the same way as conventional presidents. So he's not doing the damage you say he's doing because everybody thinks that's Trump being Trump. 
I know it's weird and, and a little disturbing at times, but we'll see how this one plays out, Marshall. It it won't. It'll it'll go away. Joe is saying this is a overblown mm-hmm. fake scandal, as so many of them have been. Joe is sticking his neck out on this one, or at the very least, trying to you know make a wedding cake out of a cup of flour. I mean, it's just it's not what it's it's over it's inflated well a number of ranking democrats don't see it the same way joe does representative uh-huh. ocasio a shock representative ocasio cortez tweeting the bigger national scandal isn't the president's law-breaking behavior it is the democratic party's refusal to impeach him for it house speaker nancy pelosi releasing a statement giving the white house until thursday to release the whistleblower complaint calling the administration's blocking its release a serious possible breach of constitutional issues by the president that will enter a grave new chapter of lawlessness, which will take us into a whole new stage of investigation. I do think Nancy's the only thing that's stopping impeachment from happening. Um, you have a different speaker, you quite possibly would be having impeachment hearings right now. Because you've got over half the Democrats on board, all of the media on board. Mm-hmm. Um, a different speaker might think, oh, yeah, this is what we got to do. Nancy is old enough to remember how the whole Clinton thing went right. and thinks it's not a good idea. That She's going to try to hold back the, the tide. That AOC statement is why you don't elect 20-something bartenders to the Congress. It's got to be all bitter old people. <laughs> Senator Cory Booker's 2020 presidential campaign is struggling for sure. We don't have the capacity to continue towards victory unless we raise uh, about $2 million before the end of this quarter. And swap out the candidate for someone different. I think it's interesting that he's so out and proud with this. He he must think people are going to rally to him as an underdog or something? Yes, exactly. And, and, And donate, and then he'll make one more debate. And in that debate, he will wow America. Really bring us around. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, Corey's campaign manager issued an urgent appeal for funding, saying the Democratic hopeful needs to raise nearly $2 million by the end of the month to stay in the race. Don't donate to Cory Booker. Take your money, go out on the road, and see if you can find a wizard to sell you some magic beans. That would be a better expenditure. I don't like donation being one of the metrics that they measure a campaign success no, I, on. I don't either. The number of donors, what do you think of that? I think that's fine, but I still think it's too easily gamed. It is easily gamed. Um, I, I heard one somebody float out the idea of instead of that, having it be voters registered, which I thought was an interesting at least uh, thought experiment. I don't know how viable that is, but just oh, trying to no. come up with new metrics to to get you on a debate stage other than fundraising, I think, if is a good you, idea. If you can't crack 2% in a national poll... When, when you've had a number of debates, I just... Uh, what, Please, what? go away. Yeah. Get the hell out of here! 2%! <laughs> worth mentioning, worth repeating, worth remembering yeah. and teaching your children. The entire primary process, all of this, is a private organization trying to figure out who they want to put forward for a public election. They can do anything they want. World's oldest travel company has shut down. Thomas Cook, founded in 1841, abruptly went out of business today, stranding 600,000 customers abroad. Not as many people want to go whaling, so they don't get as much uh, business as they used to. Wouldst thou like to take a hot air balloon (laughs) to the Orient? (laughs) Thomas Cook had ran hotels, resorts, airlines in 16 countries. They collapsed after they failed to work out a rescue deal with their lenders. 
The U.K. government said it's working to bring customers of Thomas Cook back home in what will be the largest peacetime repatriation effort in British history. I I don't get why the government is taking that on, honestly. Everybody's just repeating that as if it's obvious. A company goes out of business, so a bunch of travelers are stranded abroad. Right. And I'm not sure, aren't there airline tickets paid for? Maybe not. But the government's got to step in and, and get them back? I'm not sure I get that. Well, apparently it's some sort of emergency rescue effort. And don't worry about it. It's all free. Oh, uh, I got an inter- a good text, yeah. smart text yeah. on the whole Cory Booker thing. Yeah. That One thing you have to keep in mind, a lot of these candidates, they see the writing on the wall. They're not going to make it. All they're doing now is scrambling to see that they don't get ruined personally, financially. Right. They're trying to retire their campaign debt. Because right. you can end up ruined. Absolutely ruined. You don't handle your money right. And uh, so that's what Cory Booker's doing. If he can raise, you know, a million and a half dollars, that's a million and a half dollars he doesn't have to pay back somehow. And God, not only do you have to, the threat of being ruined, you have to spend all your time trying to figure out how you're going to raise money for something you no longer have any interest in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, buying presents right. for your ex wife or girlfriend or something. It's just. I'm, that's over. I'm done with it. I don't even want to think about it anymore. I'm going to have to have meetings with lawyers and bankers every day for the next two years to try to figure out how to pay this off. Well, honey, time to go out and defraud the few people in America who wanted me to be president. <laughs> All right, that's your news. That would be a bitter ending to your, oh, your yeah. failed campaign. Oh. Meeting with lawyers and financial people saying, no, I think you're going to have to sell your house and take out a set. No, what? <laughs> I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I remember from the book Game Change, I think it was, Tim Pawlenty, which was one of those names thrown around as a big deal running for president many, many years ago, oh, guy from Minnesota. Yeah, early front runner. And when his whole thing fell apart, he was on the phone driving back to Minnesota screaming at somebody, what do you mean I owe $500,000? Somehow he, owed, he personally owed somebody $500,000. Wow. It's just like a regular Minnesotan. Herg. And uh, yeah, that would be one of the downsides of running for president and not making it. There need to be more downsides yeah. so we don't end up with 30 candidates. Yeah. All the time from each party. We don't want that. The postscript is Tim Pawlenty was forced to sell his bones <laughs> to retire his campaign debt. Wow. Oh, I got this. The weirdest, grossest camel story you've ever read. I haven't heard the story, but it reminds me. We're looking into getting um, uh, 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 a giraffe. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> a what? A live what? one? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? Well, our veterinarian was at our at our place oh. the other day and looking around our barn and saying, I notice you have no giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> looking around our barn, she said, you know, a giraffe would fit in here because it's got very high ceilings. Oh, for the love of and, God. Uh, so, we, so we start down the road. Yeah, we should get a giraffe. And so she's looking uh, into it. Of course you should. She has, yeah, she has camels and all kinds of stuff. So, so Plus, it's just like a rescue giraffe, some giraffe that's in a shelter somewhere or? I don't know. I want want fresh off the Serengeti. Plus, I I noticed there are a lot of white male homo sapiens who aren't letting me get to the story of what killed off my people, Mm -hmm. the Neanderthals. All on the way. If I get a giraffe, I will post plenty of pictures of it to social media. If you get a giraffe, I'm moving in. (laughs) I'm riding that damn thing, huh? Giddy up, Necky. The, the vet did say, "Do you know how big a giraffe's you know leavings are?" I said, "I'll I'll do the scooping up. I mean, if what's going to hold us back from getting a giraffe, I'll clean up after it." You gotta get a list of names. Have you told the boys that you're oh, yeah. even thinking oh, about? Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta get a list of possible names from them because I guarantee it'll be hilarious. <laughs> 
I remember when we had a big uh, bullfrog in our pool when my kids were small. The various names uh, suggested were froggy, hoppy, swimmy, <laughs> jumpy, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sounds about right. Right. Uh-oh. We did have a a female dog named Kevin that the boys named one time. So. <laughs> Gender confusion. <laughs> Woof. Armstrong and Getty. Interested in the the angle the New York Times took on Friday of does this end up hurting Joe Biden? In that you hear about even if it turns out to be you know nothing criminal Trump or Biden, just oh so his kid somehow made millions of dollars because I'm assuming because his dad was vice president in one of these shady countries. Oh, okay. I've heard he had no expertise in natural gas in Central Europe. Uh, Hunter Biden. Right. Is that the the son who passed? The hot no. Hunter is the hot mess. Okay. That uh, right. Bo was the 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 yeah. man who died. Hunter's yeah. a hot mess who got booted out of the military for cocaine. Who recently married an Instagram model he knew for ten days. Right. Who married yes. his dead brother's wife and left his family as an alcoholic. It look appears uh, gambling addict. And yet he was inexplicably on the board of directors of a Ukrainian natural gas company. How'd that happen? Even if it ain't like criminal, it's it's odd, isn't it? Well, as the New York Times said, this might end up not looking good for the the Biden people. Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's tape. Do you want to hear the tape real quick of Biden bragging about getting the prosecutor who is looking into his son's company fired? But it's so it's listen. My my political leanings are obvious, but it's not clear when you're dealing with a, a weird. Uh, uh, cronied up oligarchy near totalitarian regime who's corrupt and who's not All right, the that argument, changes week to week depending sure. on who's in charge the argument from Joe Biden and the Wall Street Journal backs him up on this is that yes he was demanding the prosecutor be fired there in Ukraine because we're going to give him a whole bunch of money and, there, and this guy we knew was corrupt and we're not giving you the money until you get rid of this obviously corrupt guy mm. And the corrupt guy was harassing Hunter Biden's company at the same time. And yeah, yeah. Coincidentally. Right. All right. Maybe. But the point being, everybody's going to be asking the questions we were just asking and what, having that discussion. What, and you, it looks a little unsavory. What you got to do, obviously, is Don't either. Tell me what I got to do. Is either get into <laughs> corrupt countries or states. Mm hmm. Um, where money's just washing around, just just flowing all which directions. You need to get a part of that. that yeah. Your your Paul Manafort's <laughs> Manafort. You said fart. I've Hard never fart said that primary. word in my life. Well, now you have Paul Manafort or Hunter Biden or in California, you get in on the whole bullet train money. The, those billions of dollars are going someplace, right? Uh, you just try to get in on the money when it's washing I gotta around. Start doing that. I wish I was smart enough. I'm not smart enough. Or, uh, you know, in a country like Ukraine, I wouldn't know how to keep my, you know, fermenting up with my head in a vice. Right. Because I'm sure you'd get on the wrong side of the <laughs> oh, wrong that'd people. that'd be a long day, wouldn't it? <laughs> How's your day today, honey? Oh, not good. Uh, yeah. 
So, uh, listen, I'm... Necky McNecky is the name everybody wants for my giraffe. <laughs> Necky. Many, many people Neck, have suggested it. Necky McLongneck. Necky, Necky McNeckface. McNeck face, yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. If you buy a giraffe, you will be my hero. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, an, an emailer who is uh, less sensitive to our times than me suggested that I uh, I identify, I, Joe Getty, identify as a Neanderthal because I am in the 99th percentile of Neanderthal yeah. DNA content. Yeah, you heard that right. Joe is 99% Neanderthal. That's not quite correct, Sean. Those are two different things. But at any rate, so I identify as a Neanderthal, and this emailer suggested that I ought to be pushing for Neanderthal reparations because my people weren't enslaved. We were wiped out. One, two, three. All right, Michael, again, that tape needs context. And you, well, anyway. they're not exactly sure why the, the Neanderthals got wiped out. If you read the book yes, Sapiens, they are. you read the book Sapiens, it's really interesting stuff. Yeah, there are a number of different theories, honestly. Nobody's 100% sure. But, um, Jack, here's, here's a hint for you, because you're, you're a dad. You don't understand this. And a giraffe owner. <laughs> Would-be giraffe owner. Deal's not done until it's done, Jack. A lot of red tape when it comes to giraffe ownership. I hope if you're interviewed on the news about politics, the little Chiron says hopeful giraffe owner. <laughs> Potential giraffe guardian. Um, here's a hint for you. There are infections that are dealt with swiftly and easily in the modern world that led that would run rampant and lead to infant mortality in the ancient world. Mm. Common childhood Infection. Ear infections. Yeah. Here's the deal. When when a baby is a baby, their eustachian tubes, that's your inner ear tubes, have not grown to their fully formed adult structure. They're short and have a shallow angle in our skull, which allows bacteria to kind of linger around and cause infections. And infections including pneumonia and meningitis. Okay? Then as you age... Your, your canal gets longer and more steep, and it drains more easily. Well, they think they're taking a look at my people. It's troubling when you're a parent to realize how many things you take your kid to the doctor for that would have killed them 100 years ago. Certainly could have. Yeah. Oh, it's and incredibly sober. you just get an antibiotic sobering. and it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so they, uh, they, they created a first-of-its-kind reconstruction of Neanderthals eustachian tubes using preserved fossilized crania. That's your noggins. <laughs> oh, my God, they have my people's heads on display. Oh, that's tasteful. And compared to that of over 200 samples with variation between different ethnic populations and ages, long story short, my people, uh, based on the eustachian tube shape and angle and the rest of it, um, uh, were much more prone to ear infections. Hmm. And they think it may have killed our Neanderthal babies as those infections became more widespread because it's widely believed now Neanderthals, uh, my people, who were stronger, smarter, more charming at cocktail parties, the rest of it, uh, we mixed with Homo sapiens, mm-hmm. interbred, little dating, certainly partying. Occasionally mm-hmm. you'd invite a Neanderthal along on the antelope hunt. Yeah, one of the theories in Sapiens is that Neanderthals, because they had bigger brains, needed more food 
Because your brain takes some, most of your energy. Again, look at me. I didn't realize that. Your brain takes a lot of your energy. I need a lot of food. And um, I certainly ate a lot of food this weekend. <laughs> like it was a contest. Really? What was I thinking? Yeah. Michael mm. and I were just talking about that. Because I've been good for like four days in a row, and then I usually like I break at some point, and then I binge on something as if I'm punishing someone. Oh, yeah? Take that. <laughs> Well, I'm, I, I'm not sure I've ever mentioned this, Jack. I'm a fan of the grape. I enjoy <laughs> wine. And I, I, I went attended two wine-related events over the weekend, and wine has calories. Mm. And the events stretched on. Plus, if I remember correctly from my drinking days, when one drinks, they, uh, they occasionally uh, feel free to eat whatever. Oh, uh, exotic chocolate moussey thing I never in a thousand years would have thought of eating? Why, yes, I'll have one. <laughs> exotic chocolate moussey thing. Hey, Joe, why are you scraping the bottom of the cup? I think all the food is gone. Yeah, I think there's just a little more in there. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you may have come. Maybe my people ate ourselves to death. That was a, there's a giant obesity problem among Neanderthals. The only clues we have are gigantic loincloths and animal skins that appear to be stretched over an elephant's body. Oh, that reminds me. Obesity, should that be the number one health care topic? That was an interesting article I saw over the weekend. Mm. Talk about that. Armstrong and Getty.